Hello, I'm Andrew Turton and I'm a local missional leader in the North East Hub. Today we continue in the What Kind of King series, looking at the kingship of Jesus, by looking at Luke chapter 7, verses 36 to 50, and I'm using the New Revised Standard Version. It's on the anointing and the forgiveness of sins. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And a woman in the city, who was a sinner, having learned that he was eating in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears, and to dry them with her hair. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw it, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. A certain creditor had two debtors, one old who owed him five hundred denarii, and the other fifty. When they could not pay, he cancelled the debts for both of them. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he cancelled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, you gave me no water for my feet, but she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins which were many have been forgiven, hence she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven, loves little. Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. But the, those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who, who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This is the word of the Lord. This is one of the occasions that appears in all four Gospels and is integral in defining Jesus as the Messiah, the King, and not Jesus as another of the prophets, important enough for it to be written in all the Gospels. Jesus has been invited by Simon the Pharisee to his house for dinner. In those days, the custom was to recline sideways and stretched out on a long seat, like a chaise long, to eat and discuss important topics of the day. Whilst they are there, a woman appears, described as sinful. There were many sins that she could have committed, but the implication is that she was, as she is described in the message version, a harlot or prostitute. The woman then proceeds to approach Jesus' feet from behind him. He may not have initially seen her as she approached, and begins to wash his feet with her tears and anoint them with expensive ointment. What we do not get in any of the Gospels is the woman's perspective. We are merely observers. 
what had happened recently in her life to make her want to repent and have her sins forgiven. What courage must it have taken for her to enter the house of a rich Pharisee to find Jesus? Someone Simon obviously knew to be a woman of ill repute. Had she heard Jesus speak, or did she find out about him by being told about him? What she has brought is probably her most costly possession, the jar of nard, a perfumed oil that comes from the plant spikenard, which grows only in the Himalayas, and with the alabaster jar it was stored in, would probably have cost the equivalent of an average yearly wage at, the, at that time. She has brought it to who she saw to be her Messiah, her King. This may reflect back to King David planning the great Temple of Jerusalem when he asked for everyone's most precious gifts to be brought to embellish the temple, as seen in 1 Chronicles 29. For this woman, Jesus is the new King and the new Temple, and that he has come to forgive her sins. We then see her weeping as she anoints his feet with her hair. I always thought the weeping was for her past sins and hoping they would be forgiven. After reflecting on the passage, I wondered whether she was weeping with the joy she felt from the Holy Spirit emanating from her Lord and King. In Matthew and Mark's versions, the onlookers or disciples verbally object to the woman's actions. In John's version, it is Judas who addresses the woman and gives her a name, Mary, who we assume to be Mary Magdalene. And this is the version I immediately thought of. It reminded me about Judas's line in the song, Everything Alright, about this encounter in Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical, Jesus Christ Superstar. Woman, your fine ointment, brand new and expensive, should have been saved for the poor. In Luke's version here, however, the objection is asked silently in thought by Simon the Pharisee. If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Again, the implication is of a prostitute, and this again has echoes back to Rahab the prostitute, used by God to help Joshua's men at Jericho, who according to Matthew 1 verse 5, Jesus' earthly father Joseph was descended from. Jesus knows exactly what Simon is thinking, and proceeds to tell him the story of the two debtors, one who owned a lot of money, and the other a smaller amount to the same moneylender. Neither can pay, but the moneylender is gracious and cancels both their debts. Jesus then asks Simon who will love the moneylender most. Simon of Kroos replies, the one with the greatest debt. Jesus confirms this is the right judgment and goes on to forgive the weeping woman of her sins, but again implies that we are all sinners. When the other guests at the dinner start to question Jesus' action, he turns it round by asking how his host could criticise the woman cleansing his feet with her tears, drying with her hair and anointing them with costly oil and kisses, when the host himself had not provided any facilities for the washing of dust from his feet, nor anointed him with oil, and hadn't even greeted him with a kiss. We again remind of this scene when the role was reversed, and Jesus at the Last Supper washed his disciples' feet. In the last verse, 50, Jesus then confirms the woman that her sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. That the costly gifts which others may see as a waste has been accepted and redeemed in gratitude by the King, redeemed by the Lord.
This passage reminds us that our King and Lord was crucified so our own sins may be forgiven, and that after his body had been taken down, he was again anointed with precious ointment. We anoint our own monarchs with precious oil on the coronation, in the acknowledgement of the weeping woman, proclaiming the kingship of Jesus through her actions. Let us finish with a prayer and ask how we too can anoint Jesus as our King. As we remember, Lord, how you were anointed and cherished by this woman with oil, kisses and tears, remind us of how by that faith you show your love to us, and in doing so forgive us our own sins, and pray that our lives and actions anoint you with our praise. We ask you to help us as we are called to tell others of our own most precious possession, your love, so that they too may know you as we ourselves know you, as our Lord and most mighty King. We ask it all in your name. Amen.